Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Down to Business. This is your host, Amanda Andrews, Associate Editor for New Hampshire Business Review. Jeff is on vacation this week, um, but joining me today, we have a couple of great Plymouth State University professors. We have Roxana Wright and uh, Chen Wu, who was recently, they recently published the 2021-22 New Hampshire Foreign Direct Investment Report. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and its key findings. So welcome to you both. It's uh, it's great to have you. Welcome on again. Um, so let's start by having you each introduce yourselves and sort of what your roles are um, in putting together this report. Hi, Amanda. So uh, so nice to be here. Thank you for inviting us. My name is Roxana Wright. I'm Professor of Management at Plymouth State University. I teach in the management field and I do research on business strategy. So the work that I have done with, with my colleague fitted really well in uh, in my interests. Thank you, Roxana, and thank you, Amanda, uh, for having us. Uh, my name is Chen Wu. I'm a social professor of economics at Plymouth State. Um, I've been teaching econ courses for both undergrad and graduate programs, and my research interest is in uh, public economics and also uh, foreign investment and how foreign investment and trade uh, impact local economies. I've been fortunate enough to have a great colleague, Roxana, to work on this New Hampshire FDI study since 2016, and we're thankful for the uh, support and interest from HBR in the past years. Excellent. Um, so I guess what we are very much interested in is the sort of key takeaways from the report. And I was wondering if you could both sort of enlighten us as to what the overarching findings were um, and how, what it means for New Hampshire. So I'll, uh, I'll get us started. So one of the key aspects that we have found from, from the data that we collected and the data that we had on the New Hampshire FDI was that a persistency that we have seen that foreign businesses in New Hampshire continue to be very strategic in their approaches and in their operations in the state, they continue to grow. Um, so we were very encouraged to see that during the pandemic and after the pandemic, uh, we still have quite a good representation of foreign direct investment in our state. And the other aspect that uh, we also have found valuable was that these companies do contribute to New Hampshire. They contribute in terms of uh, employment that is available. They contribute in terms of innovation in manufacturing and, and outside of manufacturing. And the fact that they are present in most industries, in all the sectors of our industries, they contribute to supply chains and supply chain integration in our state and in in the U.S. and even internationally. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Roxana, and I just wanted to add some uh, perspective from the uh, uh, macroeconomic uh, point of view. As you guys have heard, Roxana is the expert. Her expertise is in you know management uh, strategies at at firm level. So we're like a perfect match to each other. Uh, we I just want to add that our data and study revealed uh, once again revealed uh, patterns for uh, both geographic agglomeration and also also industrial cluster of foreign investment. Now talking about geography, you know we uh, we revealed that 
there has been a, cl a cluster of FTI formulated along the New Hampshire and Massachusetts border area. As you know, the two southern counties, uh, Rockingham and Hillsborough, you know, they uh, share 70% of the foreign investment in our state. Now, also, there's we also figure out there's like FDI spillover from that cluster towards the inner state, inner part of the state. And also, we uh, I, we saw the uh, foreign investment even in the North Country. So that's the, uh, so this, uh, this uh, 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 discovery were, you know, uh, Result indicate that we have a, uh, a prospect. You know, we have a, a prospect for further developing the uh, agglomeration of foreign investment in uh, in our uh, inner counties of the state and even moving forward, uh, moving north. Uh, also, you know, we saw that uh, these uh, these areas have different emphases on the uh, industry. Uh, in the southern area, so as you can understand, the FDI focus on the uh, service sectors. Uh, now moving north to the center, and we see the relative role of uh, distributors become important. And um, even uh, moving further north, and we found out the manufacturing becomes the dominating FDI in the north north country. So uh, from the uh, you know econ economic development point of view, this really gave implications for policymakers as for how to support infrastructure and other incentives, you know, targeting this uh, FDI in those areas and also industries. And, and this, this away. yeah. And you also mentioned that it it shows a lot in terms of the number of jobs um, in New Hampshire. Can you talk a little bit about those numbers? And now I will add on to this, and Roxana, feel free to you know to add uh, to add on to it. So, um, yeah, we um um, I would say according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, you know, who is the uh, ultimate source of the uh, all the researchers when they need data. So, and they uh, they are the only agency in our country who can say you know our uh, the employment data you know is complete. It's complete. It's comprehensive. It's is 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 complete. And according to the uh, uh, Bureau of Econ Analysis, in twenty twenty, which is the most recent data, so the uh, all foreign subsidiaries in New Hampshire support fifty thousand seven hundred New Hampshire jobs, and that's equal to eight percent of the private sector jobs in our state. And this made New Hampshire rank, uh, pretty, uh, you know, uh, like a. Uh, among the top states in our nation in terms of the percentage of jobs supported by FDI. Now, we, you know, as uh, we, uh, our data, our sample, you know, it is, uh, uh, I, I would say, you know, we uh, do not say the exact number of jobs supported by, you know, by, by foreign investment, given that, you know, we, um, uh, we do not have the authority or power to ask all foreign firms react to our survey. So, so our sample is our sample. It's different from the BEA, who is you know is the ultimate source of data. Um, but we do, uh, given our sample, I think we find uh, we found out the uh, most foreign firms in our state. They are small businesses up to mid-sized businesses. Although we do have giant multinational who support thousands of New Hampshire workers, but um, this finding I think is important for. Uh, uh, for our uh, for the whole business profile of New Hampshire, which is you know like a very friendly for small businesses, so yeah, then Roxana have something to add. No, I uh, I like how uh, how you describe that these businesses kind of fit the New Hampshire business profile, which is really smaller in size and entrepreneurial, 
Uh, we have found that more than 60% of the foreign entities that we looked at in our states have under 20 employees and about a quarter uh, have fewer than four employees. So um, like Chen mentioned, this is the case that a lot of the foreign direct investment in our state does come from uh, small businesses, uh, small entrepreneurial businesses. But as Chen mentioned, uh, there are also some large companies that uh, employ thousands of uh, of people in New Hampshire. So in in how long have you both been involved with conducting the research for this for this report every year? Yeah, we I, started in 2016. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he came to me and he said, look, I think this is something that nobody else is doing in our state and it'll be something really interesting um, to do. So this was back in 2015, I think. And then uh, we we gathered data from 2016. Uh, yeah. Chen, do you want to uh, add more to the story? Yes. So yeah, like uh, when 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 I uh start ha had this idea, and the first person in my mind was you know Ro Roxana because you know I believe her expertise in the uh, firm level behavior and strategies is a good uh fit into my uh, also you know this uh, macro level FDI study. We started in twenty sixteen. We conducted a, a statewide survey to to the foreign uh, to all foreign businesses, and also we were um uh we visited. The uh, uh, select USA, you know, who is the recruiting agency for the uh, 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 commerce uh, department of commerce. So in Washington D.C., so that was a good trip too. And so we were encouraged by them. You know, they were saying, "Wow, they would love to see more and more states are doing more uh, deeper dive. You know, dive deeper and into the state county. You know, level of uh, uh, study of for investment." So uh, we exchanged our data and also methodologies. So we, uh, when we came back from that trip, we feel more like uh, empowered, and we are we became more confident to go ahead with this with this study. So yeah, it started twenty sixteen, yeah, and it took us like about one year to to you know to collect data, um, manage data, and uh, uh, do some background research and write a report. So our our first report was published in March twenty eighteen. So and that was the. Uh, like a hundred pages big report, yeah. So we we, we would say our we are the first uh, uh, among the first, okay. If and uh, if any, we are the uh, among the first uh, uh, unique state level uh, uh, um, uh, comprehensive study uh, in foreign investment and how and also its impact on county economies, yeah. Also industries. And that's no small thing. Um, so I can you know, you know the, the the small territories now means big thing you know even for for the uh, uh, economic uh, literature we saw this trend to move from a more big you know study unit towards smaller uh, study units to get because you know due to the important heterogeneity you know the uh, states are different counties are different mm -hmm. so we cannot say use you know the uh, traditional average assumption make them all become same no they're different so yeah and i mean you you hear chen sort of describing this from an economics point of view but i see this uh in international business so when we look at how uh, companies are expanding or uh, how we should analyze strategies of organizations there's this trend towards subnational analysis so the national analysis misses uh misses so many patterns and so many mm -hmm. trends and so much uh detail that's very important and it's probably key to us 
gathering knowledge on how businesses act and how they contribute to economies. And they do contribute to their local economies more so than they contribute to the national level. So when we pursued our study, we took a very different approach from everybody else because there is data out there on projects and value of projects and uh, initiatives uh, at the state level or some national level. And then there's data on FDI at the national level in terms of values, in terms of inflows and outflows. And we wanted to look more deeply and understand the patterns of presence only in New Hampshire. So although we recognize that, in fact, we, we did do some research to try to find the impact that these businesses bring to our state, we started at a very basic level to see where are these companies acting, where are they located, what their operations look like, what industries do they operate in. So we got this nice mapping of the uh, foreign direct investment presence in our state. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. And and I, I I love that you guys are doing this deeper dive because, you know, as you as you said, New Hampshire's economy is very, you know, I don't want to say very different, but it's it's very unique in the sense that we are mostly small businesses, and you know, people wouldn't necessarily <laughs> associate that with foreign investment. So, um, I just I think that it's a huge undertaking for the both of you, and I'm curious what when you when you set out to put this report together. I mean, what is what does that look like? What are like the, the manpower that you need? Is it just the two of you or do you bring on, you know, students? Do you bring on other uh, faculty members? What do you, how do you bring everything together? So, yes. so far it's just been the, the two of us in terms of uh, gathering data. We have uh, purchased some of our data. We have collected some of our data ourselves. Uh, we pretty much scoured the the news and the regional news and company news to kind of see what um, the foreign direct investors were doing in, in New Hampshire or activities that were affecting New Hampshire. So it's just been the two of us. I would only say that in terms of involving students, we haven't involved them in the data collection and analysis, but I know that I talk about our work in class a lot of times as students pay attention so uh, we have a lot of 
topics where we talked about business strategies, when we talk about business expansion, when we talk about growth, when we talk about uh, different kind of activities and strategic options. And, and I always mention things that we are uh, seeing in our data and also things that we have heard from companies' representatives. I mean, part of the the work in the in the data analysis was just us, but really when we uh, move outside and and did media events and did did various forums and we had panels and so on and and we worked with Plymouth State University offices and and related offices and they kind of put us in front of businesses and we got to see what they were saying and how they were uh, approaching and how they were sort of pursuing any types of strategies in New Hampshire, how they were thinking about it. And my students love to hear about that. So I think we uh, we are researchers and we do data analysis, but uh, we've also been sort of out there with the help of, uh, of PSU offices and PSU representatives and and uh, the, uh, the media company that kind of helped us get out there and publicize our work and, and uh, kind of see how our data and how our results compare with what people in the field are, are seeing. Yeah, I just wanted to add to Roxana's wonderful, uh, uh, like a, uh, description of how we did it um that we uh we we did you know it it takes a a, a big team you know to uh to complete this project from uh, uh data to to research to you know publicizing it and to uh, collecting media media impact and give responses so it's a big project we uh we were fortunate to have support from our uh, uh Plymouth State University you know who gave us from beginning who gave us like a funding and a course release to conduct this research and also along the way their marketing team you know help us to um to let people know about our study um also you know we were fortunate to have collaboration from New Hampshire you know Department of Economics economic and business affairs so new hampshire ba and their wonderful team you know who gave us a, a feedback and opinions from the so-called i call them frontline workers you know who work directly with businesses so their opinions and support are are, are, are pressures for us too and uh, so yeah it's um we um are really you know uh, uh thankful for these uh, partners and collaborators uh, along the way and also um you know, we uh, this is the fifth year we're doing this. So I would say the media uh, attention and also uh, the support from media is another another source of like uh, 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 another inspiring and encouraging source to uh, push us, you know, uh, moving forward and uh, keep doing this every year. That's definitely good to hear. And. I know that this is something that you'll continue to do in the future. Mm -hmm. um, is there is there any other types of um, reports that you both are looking to do or any other deep dives into New Hampshire's economy that you're looking to sort of get your feet wet in or are you just solely focused on um, the foreign direct investment? So I think we'll stay focused on the foreign direct investment for now. Uh, we each do our own... Uh, research and we have our own scholarly projects so we we keep him busy but um just to give you a sense of how we thought about our work on foreign direct investment so we started in 2018 with this report on simply the presence in new hampshire 
And then as we started talking to people, they were asking us, so what are these companies actually doing in New Hampshire? So then we looked into that. So we had some smaller reports following where we wanted to understand what kind of activities. And uh, it was interesting to see that some of the big projects, for example, that were happening in New Hampshire were attracting the interest of, yeah. of new companies in our state. And then we we're also finding that a lot of these investments and a lot of these activities in our in our state were very strategic. They were very long-term, large amounts, high acquisitions, and so on. Then during the pandemic, we wanted to see, okay, so now during the pandemic, what are the companies doing? Does it match maybe what some of the domestic companies are doing? And we were finding that, yes, it, it does. And in fact, these, these organizations just stayed very active even during the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, the current report, we wanted to see now how did the pandemic affect it? Do we see a difference in presence? So we kind of went back to that inaugural report and we wanted to see, okay, so how does it compare? And interestingly, what we found is that really foreign direct investment is still present in the same sectors, in the same industries, the same richness of, of presence, that there are uh, companies represented across the four main sectors of our economy, that we were seeing the same spread in terms of location, in terms of county and so on, uh, same sort of um, findings in terms of what companies were focusing on depending on location. So like what Chen was describing, we found that the Northern state is more manufacturing. Of course, there's a lot of manufacturing in some part of the state, but you also have a lot of service and a lot of distribution. We found a lot of distributors happening, um, sort of having operations in the middle of the state. So that's sort of the evolution of how we thought about our our research, I think moving forward, it would be interesting to continue to make this comparison with national trends and mm -hmm. see whether what's happening in New Hampshire matches those trends or not. Uh, I know a lot of people that we have attracted to some of our forums and our discussions were economic development professionals from outside New Hampshire. And they were wondering, I wonder in our state, yeah. What's the situation? Maybe uh, have some comparisons with Vermont, with Maine, with Massachusetts, kind of mm. uh, start to create a larger database so we can draw some more conclusions and on comparisons. Yeah, that's wonderful, Roxana. I just want to simply add that uh, there are uh, um, there uh, continue to uh, give us uh, more and more possible extensions to our New Hampshire FDI study. Um, one of the one of those extension is to uh, uh, to use the uh, state level unique data and apply that data to more structured like uh, academic rigorous research. So which lead to peer reviewed publication. Uh, you know, there. So we're basically working. You know, in, in with two legs, right? One is this kind of informative, uh, information informative study, which is you know uh, a which aim aim which aims at providing data and uh, implication for policymakers. And the other is like, you know, the academic peer review publication, which is more, uh, you know, gathering uh, more like a advancing, right? The development of the uh, uh, intellectual pursuit of this, uh, of the academia. So last year, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we compared uh, this, uh, the impact of the, uh, 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 COVID-19 pandemic on the FDI across states. And we found out, oh, the states are given the same pandemic, but states actually end up having different uh, different outcomes. 
So oh, then so we conducted that research and it was published on a uh, very reputable peer-reviewed journal. So we will continue in doing this. So this, you know, you was you may see along the way we publish papers, you know, on the uh, academic journals. Now the the other way, the other extension is for us to um to maybe conduct uh, more like a mm, deeper dive into a certain industry with you know growing potential uh as uh, based on the uh, what the you know uh the uh, BEA and what the uh, business people think that are important for the growth of the Hampshire economy so we may uh, dive deeper into that industry and also we may uh, even you know dive deeper into a certain uh, lo location uh, to look at uh, for certain county, provide possible suggestion on what you know um, policy can support the development of this in of this you know area, and um, yeah, so there's um, you know the um, uh, uh, time is important for uh, policy oriented study. So this past two years uh, were were three years you know are 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 special, you know, we had a worldwide uh, pandemic. Uh, last time we had this was like a century ago. Then we had, you know, global-wide supply chain disruption. Then we had historic inflation, right? And uh, so we're still uh, dealing with these things and their impact are still being unfolded. So given, you know, given these economic incidents or, uh, you know, uh, the events, I believe there's always going to be, you know, uh, good stuff to feed our study and, keep, you know, to keep us to, Keep working on it. That's so that's it's a really a good point. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, and that's that's you know a great a great thing that businesses should keep in mind is and reports like this are actually showing you the real world data that shows you the big picture of what's happening in the state. And I think that the research that you're doing is very important. And I advise everybody to check out the report online. Um, it definitely has a lot of key information that paints a nice picture of New Hampshire and um it's it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out in um in the next coming years and hope your next report will have some even more interesting uh highlights but I just want to thank you both for coming on and sharing more about the report um and I hope to hear more from you in the future Excellent. thank you Amanda thank you. it's a real pleasure of us Yes, yeah, thank you both. Um, and from everybody here at NHBR, I just want to say be well and thank you.